Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. It's not just younger students who have seen their education disrupted by the coronavirus. College campuses made the difficult decision to tell students to go home even before most secondary schools reach that point. And they have unique challenges for many, many reasons. So joining us today to talk about it is Jessica Longpease. She's the director of the Millennium Student Center and the Office of Student Life at the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Jessica, welcome to the show. Thanks, Sarah. So, Jessica, we're reaching you on your phone there on campus. We're trying to limit our guests in person. But I'm wondering if you can paint a picture for our listeners. What is it like to be on campus right now? Well, you know, typically we're getting ready to walk into our spring break next week. And so we have a lot of students on campus. There is a lot of hustle and bustle as folks get ready to go off to whatever destination they're headed to for the spring break. Some of them are planning to work. So we usually see a lot of foot traffic through my building in particular and also in the classrooms. And right now that is obviously absent. So we have um, moved our course delivery to uh, online format for the remainder of the semester. I'm um, really trying to limit the number of students, faculty, and staff that are here on campus. And so we are seeing some traffic through the building, knowing that students um, still need to have support services during this time, and they're looking for ways um, to connect in with people um, for assistance, but also recognizing that we're trying to make sure our campus community is safe. So that communication to our students has really been, um, you know, come to campus if you absolutely must, um, but in the interest of all of our health and safety, let's make sure that we're trying to spread each other out as much as possible. So it's definitely a little bit more um, like a ghost town right now than it typically is. And for those of us that work in student affairs and student services, uh, along with faculty, it's a completely different uh, view of campus than what we're used to having. I imagine. How many students roughly are are still living on UMSL's campus at this point? So um, right now we uh, have our residential facilities open here on campus. And so it it depends on what space you're looking at. Mm -hmm. Um, We, um, I'm unfortunately not the residential uh, life director, but um, we have multiple students living in three different learning uh, living communities here on campus right now. So um, both university owned and then um, one of our partner organizations as well. So um, quite a few students still living on campus at this time, but that'll probably be shifting as we move through the next few days. Okay, and probably quite a different experience for them than in a normal campus situation as well. Absolutely. Um, so if you're a student and you're listening to this, and, and not just a student at UMSO, we mean a college student anywhere, we're curious what's been the most challenging thing for you about navigating college in this age of coronavirus. You can give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air, or you can email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. We actually heard from a college student named Vincent yesterday, and he wanted to share the challenges he's faced. He's a Webster University student. And in his email to us, he explained that he was supposed to spend this semester in Geneva, Switzerland, but instead he's returned to St. Louis. And what he's found most difficult is the online setting of discussion-focused classes. Things like tone of voice get lost in translation. He adds that it's also been an adjustment to be, quote, an extrovert in an introvert situation. Um, Jessica, is that something that people are feeling at at UMSL that, frankly, it just feels kind of lonely when this is normally such a social um, environment. Absolutely. I mean, I think we're hearing from students in various different places where uh, they're struggling to transition into that online uh 
you know, course delivery model. A lot of folks um, choose to take in-person classes because they want that direct social interaction with other people and to be able to participate in those classroom discussions. And it's a much different experience when you're speaking with your class over Zoom. Um, and so I think we're seeing a lot of those challenges present themselves. Um, I think our faculty members are doing an amazing job in trying to translate their in-person courses um, into online formats at this point. Um, and they're utilizing a number of different tools, but discussion boards and um, you know, online learning uh, methods only go so far, and I think that's one of the challenges we're seeing, especially with discussion boards in those very heavily discussion-focused classes. Mm -hmm. um, and so we have some phenomenal folks that are instructional designers on our campus that are working with our faculty to help them navigate um, some alternative ways to present their coursework. Um, but I think it's going to be a challenge, and we're trying to work through it together um, collectively and recognize that we're all learning in real time right now how to make this delivery work and that we're going to have to have grace with one another as we move through the course of the remainder of the semester. And boy, isn't that the case for all of us right now, just to have a little more grace for everyone. You mentioned that you still have um, students living there on campus, mm -hmm. and I'm sure that triggers all sorts of, of questions about what services need to stay open in order to keep that functioning without exposing too many people. I'm wondering what factors you and your colleagues are weighing as you decide what to keep open, what to close, and, and how to manage students life when it's such a smaller number of people. Right. It, you know, there definitely are a lot of things you're thinking about in those instances. Obviously, you're thinking about the very basic needing a space to live right now and what does that look like um, as we shift to try to get more folks off campus and as we move towards um, trying to close some of our residential spaces, who needs to still be here, who doesn't have another place to go, or who has a home so that's going to be so far away that it's not going to be easy for them to get to right away. That's the, the very base level. But we're also talking about food service delivery. So um, how many of our food service locations are going to remain open, and that's going to be dependent on who's still here on campus. Um, what ways do we provide food service, recognizing that St. Louis City and St. Louis County are changing um, the restaurant industry right now um, as a response to COVID-19 and trying to limit the number of people. So having an open residence hall um, dining facility doesn't make a lot of sense when we talk about social distancing, so you're taking that into consideration as well. Um, you're talking about public safety, so making sure that our police department is still working and functioning and able to respond to emergency situations. Situations. Um, do students have access to counseling um, appointments and um, health center appointments? Do those spaces stay open? What are the hours for those? So there are so many components to that. Um, and you're also looking at you know, some basic access points as well. So do students have access to uh, internet and to a computer that they can log on for class? Those are all being folded into that. And so in the residence halls, we have a little bit more knowledge, obviously, of what we have available for the time being but we're also considering that for students who don't live with us um, and how do we continue to provide them access to their courses and to campus life in, in this kind of remote learning environment. Uh, I think for student involvement in particular and the folks in the student center, it's how do we continue to deliver um, content and connect in with our students and make them feel supported and help ease that lo loneliness that we know that can come up um, in these circumstances. And, and that's one of the challenges us, for us right now as we navigate that in a completely virtual environment, which is something that we typically don't do. So mm -hmm. um, lots of things to consider as you walk through those pieces. What's the number one question or concern you're hearing from the students that you interact with at, at this point? 
so seeing that I work in a student services capacity, a, a lot of student employees are part of mm-hmm. the fabric of our campus. And so um, the, kind of the two most common things we're hearing right now are, one, am I still going to have a job? <laughs> if something changes to the, the operation of the university, how do I know that I'm still going to be able to um, earn the money I need to earn to support myself? That's part of it. Um, and the other part is, honestly, you know, how am I going to uh, navigate the remainder of the semester with this different course delivery? Um, and it, it, is graduation going to happen? Those are those big people want to graduate on time is, is what we keep hearing. Yes, they want to graduate on time. And I know that there's a, a huge interest in still seeing those ceremonies happen. And our campus is you know, navigating that um, differently than I think some other campuses across the country and also some uh, other campuses in the area. We're taking our time a little bit with those decisions. But I mean, those are all things students are really focused on right now. Mm-hmm. Now, as we were preparing for this segment, we reached out to a couple of other campuses, uh, Washington University and Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville, in hopes of also including their perspectives. And they basically said they were just dealing with too much right now. And, and so we're really grateful that, that you're able to do this. But I'm also curious, what helps you keep your head up and your equal as there's just all these pieces flying at you. You know, I think the nice part right now is the way um, that we've kind of centralized our, our staff that are dealing with the everyday decisions. And um, I'm not an immediate part of that piece. I'm a kind of a periphery piece in my role. And so mm-hmm. I'm dealing with, directly with my staff, my students, uh, helping them feel supported in this time, and then being really the, the person that helps implement some of the plans and move those forward. So that part of it has been really helpful at this point. And, you know, you just try to tread water at this at this second. Um, there's no other way to handle it right now. We have conversations one minute and 20 minutes later that information changes and we have to shift course. Um, so it has really been about being nimble and as flexible as humanly possible the last few weeks. Um, but it, it definitely is a challenge, I think, for everybody. The nice part about my um, environment and, and the environment here at Umsville right now, and I think for a lot of institutions of higher ed across the country, is that we're leaning into one another hmm. and recognizing that we have to in order to make it through this um, at whole. So I think that's the big thing right now is all the information sharing that's going on out there. There's been some phenomenal uh, webinars that have happened in the last few weeks with people coming uh, to the table from so many different places with so many different experiences um, and being willing to share that knowledge and that, um, that content in a lot of spaces has been incredibly instrumental to our success moving forward, too. Mm. Well, it's great to hear your perspective today and, and just sort of the, the optimism that, that I'm hearing in your voice. So, Jessica Longpiece, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. And uh, Jessica is the director of the Office of Student Life at the University of Missouri-St. Louis. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.